From Cathedral Hill in St. Paul, Minnesota, this is The Other Eleven, a podcast about the good, the bad, and the ugly of mental and behavioral health. My name is Andy Tiemann. Welcome back to The Other Eleven. It's December. Christmas is upon us. Holiday parties, punny promotional subject lines flooding your inbox, on-time shipping guarantees, in-stock, out-of-stock, curbside wrapping paper, ribbons, perpetually searching for the scotch tape, and then the stamps, and the elves on shelves, and oh my gosh, don't forget about the stockings. It's a lot. And a bunch of it centers around the gifting. It's easy to say or think, you know, maybe this year we just don't do gifts. But it's not really about the thing inside the box. There's something about the act of giving and receiving, the togetherness of the exchange. And all of that is what we're talking about today. So all of the research talks about how the, the act of giving gifts is both beneficial to the giver and the receiver. So it's almost like a, if you're looking at gift giving from the angle of, oh my gosh, I have to go to the store. And, you know, there's mm-hmm. actually benefit to the person giving the gift as well as the person receiving the gift. So it's a it's a mutual activity. And the brain, a lot like it does when you practice gratitude, the reward center of the brain lights up in both instances. The point being, Christmas time or holiday time or whatever it is that you celebrate, if gift giving is a part of that, there is a scientific benefit for both the giver and the receiver uh, in terms of the reward center in your brain. I know for me, I like to give gifts more than I like to get them. I love seeing the reaction in other people. In fact, I often can't wait to give the gift. I do it earlier. (laughs) Do you enjoy, and I'm sure you order a bunch online, but do you enjoy the actual shopping process? I do. Like the sweatiness in the store and there's people everywhere. Like, and you're wearing your winter coat, but it's warm in there. All that. That's something about that it's I like. It's like you were raised in an orphanage. <laughs> and you have these, like, fantasies that you're living out in your actual life of how you, you were deprived in your orphanage life. I don't know. I like that stuff. You know. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, I'm all about creating your own soundtrack to your life and editing it the way that you know, visually you think it should be. I'm all about that. Yeah. In some of the research, there's this, what I think is a really cool story from history around gift exchanges and some anthropologists in their study of the Kula ring. It was documented as an elaborate tradition and the island communities sort of maintained this complex ceremonial exchange system. It it revolved entirely around gifting of shell necklaces and shell armbands. They would pass them along between islands, and the artifacts had no utility, no practical utility or commercial value. They, in in fact, selling them was strictly forbidden. So, you, you know, you could only keep them and pass them on. And since the objects were always on the move, their owners rarely wore them, and yet they took long journeys to get the shells to the next recipient, crossing treacherous waters, you know, wobbly canoes, the whole deal. And it doesn't, when looking at that tradition, seem like an effective use of time or resources. But the anthropologists studying it realized that the Kula was instrumental in cultivating human connection. 
And so the act of crossing the Pacific Ocean to get to another destination just to pass along that shell band was where the giving and receiving piece was tied to the, you know, the connection that it provided um, to another people, to an island across the ocean. And so I think the gifts weren't free, obviously. They came with the expectation of repayment and the return of the gift in the future, right? So it was like this passing of a, you know, item of no value ultimately, except that the value is in the act of getting it to the next in the hopes that you would get it back at some point in the future, which was kind of an awesome, it was all to the end of a connection, right? So I think at the end of the day, the giving and receiving that act, if connection is the fundamental basic human need, like we need the connection of others in order to live. In fact, there's proof that lack of connection leads to mortality earlier than people that have connection. So I think that's an interesting way to look at this time of year? And what is the motivation behind the gift giving? Is it an act of, you know, bringing joy to the people giving and receiving? Or is it about something greater than that, that maybe we're really lacking right now, as a society, which is human connection, right to one another, cross an ocean, down the street, whatever it is, an excuse to be together, not just a not just about the gift. Yeah, not just I sent you a thing and I hope you like it. Right. I think it's, it is, everyone believes it. I think, um, I think the interesting part is that it's firing both ways. It actually is. It's not just tis better to give. It's that giving and receiving the exchanging is the thing and it's the togetherness and all that, that makes it all magical. However, the joy of giving the gift lasts longer than the fleeting pleasure of accepting it which I think is awesome. So the next time you receive a gift, know that what you are giving ultimately to the person giving you the gift is joy at a magnitude larger than the joy you're receiving. And that maybe even the way that you express the gratitude for that gift impacts the longevity of their um, joy. I think there's a lot of truth to that because I think um, we have a responsibility as the receiver of the gift to uh to thoughtfully acknowledge to like it no matter what. Yeah. To be like, Andy, Oh my God, this is, this is wow. the fine. I cannot believe that you found this is wonderful. Like, that you took the time and effort to, you know, um, rather than to like sullenly mask my, you know, how upset I was that, you know, you didn't get me what I thought I should have received. Looking through the lens of sort of cold logic, you know, the practice of giving gifts seems somewhat wasteful. Everyone has to pay for someone else's stuff. It's like this, there's too much of it. It's, you know, it's unused. It needs to be returned, whatever the argument is. Uh, And maybe if nobody gave gifts at all, people would be better off for it. Uh, But I think the psychological research disagrees. It suggests that spending money on other people feels better than splurging on yourself. And that the act of exchanging presents allows us to not only bring people closer together, but spread feelings of gratitude all around. And then I think to your last point, uh, as families and friends start to begin to understand, get to know one another and know each other's preferences and tastes and what they need, chances are they'll end up with what they needed or wanted 
in the end anyway. And we get the experience of bringing each other closer together. So I think that bonus um, connectivity and closeness and the opportunity to give and receive is mm -hmm. ultimately what the, the true spirit. I think there's still some love languages stuff in there, though, that is because um, gift giving or gifts, right, is one of the love languages. Isn't that right? Of it the is, five? yes. Right, because it's well, how you, you receive you have a language love. of both what your love language is Out. often, and, yes. Yeah, and, so, and in. Well, your love language is actually the way you both give and receive, which is why if your partner's love language is not, yeah. <laughs> then you often cross-communicate, right? Yeah, or if, if like Andrew knows your love language is gifts, yep. and he, he just wants to spend time with you, you're not, you know. I won't be it does, Whereas that. if he's time and you're giving him gifts, you're exactly. both missing, missing the point. The communication gets tough. Yeah, so it still comes down to how you you earth people in the family, whatever want to receive, whether mm -hmm. it's time or gifts or whatever all the other ones are. Right. And that goes straight back to psychology of relationships, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. knowing your audience. So to our uh, listeners in Milwaukee and otherwise, uh, you know, best holiday wishes. Uh, we will be uh, skiing, apparently, giving, receiving, marrying, doing a little crying, a little singing. There you go. Um, and we will be back in the new year. But perhaps we should have an episode that's just singing. Oh, my God. A, a special carol a episode for the episode. new year. That would be so bad. <laughs> Save by the bell. Save by the bell. <laughs> so there you have it. Moral of the story go buy something. Not really, but you should do it. Go buy something, wrap it up nice, put it under the tree, hand it over in person if you can. And even if they hate it, which they won't, and if they do, they'll pretend they don't. At least you're together. So from all of us here at Aircare and the other 11, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for telling your friends. And we'll see you right back here in the new year.